Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. I thought I, I'm going to need that 60 seconds just to get from over there up to here <laughs> and then some. <laughs> Appreciate the goodness of the Lord today, and uh, you can look over at your neighbor and say, "Let's help this preacher out because he's going to need it." <laughs> oh Lord, I tell you, in the Lord, great. Praise the name of the Lord. I I thought about what I'm going to speak on. I'm going to be uh, reading a verse of scripture uh, out of Second uh, Peter today, and. Uh, I'll start off here in the Second uh, Peter, chapter one, and um, I, I I I think what I would call this. I'm not big on titles. I appreciate. Uh, I like people to do that, but uh, I, I guess I was thinking about this at home today, and I thought if I was going to name this anything, I'd probably say uh, uh, something that the devil doesn't want you to hear. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, and, and he doesn't want you to hear the word of truth today, does he? I thought of that scripture over in the book of Amos where Amos said that uh, in the last days, he said, there would be a famine in the land, not a bread of water, but for the hearing of the word of God. And uh, I think that uh, there's probably a famine in the day. We need to hear the word of the Lord appreciate uh, Pastor uh, preaching the word of the Lord. Praise God. While you remain standing here uh, in 1 Peter, here I want to read, start reading with verse 5. Uh, let me verse it back up to verse 4. Whereby are you given unto, unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, beside, beside this, giving all diligence and all, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to, and to brotherly kindness charity. And if these things be in you and abound and make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then I want to go over here, read a verse of scripture here, over here in the last chapter, in the third chapter of Second Peter, the very last verse of this book, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and forever. Amen. Father, we love you today. We're so thankful for your presence. Thankful that you're in this place today, and you know what we need before we ask. We ask, God, that you would guide our minds, our hearts, our soul. Let your will be done in this place today and give us what we need in this, in this moment and this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Well, God is great and greatly to be praised. His lights kind of put a glare on this pulpit. I can't really see what I'm reading. So I tell you what, God is great, isn't he? Uh, when I was reading this, that, that's good right there. When God, when I was reading this chapter, and you read uh, the first epistle here that Peter wrote, he was writing to the strangers that were scattered throughout Pontius and Galatia and Cappadocia and Asia and Bethania. He was writing to them, encouraging them, and strengthening them. And he wrote this second letter here. He was, he was also here admonishing them uh, in their faith and in, in, in the gospel. And then he was also exhorting them and telling them to add to their faith. Praise the Lord. He said, continue here, he said, and grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We never get to want to get to a point to where we stop growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, yeah, when we get there, the, uh, I, I, Solomon said it like this in Proverbs 23 and 23. He said, buy the truth and sell it not. And then... Uh, we know what that is. But then he said this. He said also wisdom, instruction, and understanding. And I want to touch on these today because uh, Webster defines wisdom as the power of judging rightly and following sound uh, course of action based on knowledge, experience, and understanding. And so we, we need to follow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to do that with wisdom so we can follow a sound course of action. We can know where we're going. He said here, wisdom. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been many times that I've had in my life, I've had to get on my knees before God and say, God, give me wisdom because I'm facing something that I don't know how to handle. I don't know how to get through it, and I don't know how to deal with it, but I need your help. I need a sound course of action. And so when you think about wisdom based upon your knowledge and your experience and your understanding, James said it like this, If any man lacking wisdom, let him ask of God, who, who giveth him liberally and also upbraideth not. In other words, he doesn't rebuke him. He doesn't uh, uh, reprimand him for asking. In other words, James is saying here in James chapter 1 and verse 5, uh, he is telling us that God wants you to ask him for wisdom. If you lack in wisdom, uh, the Lord wants you to come to him and he will give it to you liberally. Uh, liberally he, he's, he'll give it to you abundantly. He wants you to have that. Praise God. He wants you to have wisdom. He wants you to have understanding. Thank God. And so, so he's not going to rebuke you for asking. He's not going to reprimand you for that. And then Solomon says here also instruction. By instruction. Instruction is important. It's defined as whether you're, you're giving or you're receiving. It's not, it's not about, uh, it's not a way when you're talking about uh, receiving or giving. It's about education. It's about knowledge. It's about information. 
When you buy the truth, you want to buy, you want to buy uh, instruction. You want to you want to know where you're going. You want to know how you're going to get there. Thank God you and and so when you reach out and you ask God for instruction, whether you're giving or you're receiving, thank God it's about educating yourself. It's about knowledge. It's about information. Praise God. You can't make a wise choice on something if you don't know what you're talking about. You can't get the job done if you don't know find out how to do the job. You know, and, and it's that same way spiritually. We got to know how to do that. We don't want to just take somebody's word for that. We want to know and understand how to do that. And so the wise man Solomon said, he said, you buy instruction. And then the Bible tells us that uh, uh, this instruction, Paul told Timothy, he said, know this, that in the last days, he said, perilous times are going to come. But in verse 7 of this third chapter of 2 Timothy, he went on down, he gave a whole list of things that were going to transpire between verse 1 and verse 7 in the last days. But then he said this, he said, they would be forever learning, but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth. You just think about that. Ever learning, but never able. You know, the Bible also says in one place that in the last days that knowledge would be on the increase. I mean, there's more knowledge today than there's ever been. Uh, you, can, you can get on the Internet. You can get, you, if you can go to a library, you can find out something if you don't know uh, what you're doing or how to get there. But we have the Word of God today that we can go to to know how to get from point A to point B. We can know how. The whole idea of this is to know how to please God. The whole idea of this is to know how to please Him. Thank God. And so we need to have understanding. And so Solomon said it like this. He said also by understanding. Understanding is comprehension. Being able to comprehend, it's also knowledge. It's about discernment. Thank God, you need to be able to discern right from wrong. You need to be able to comprehend what you're reading. Thank God, and so it's imperative that we understand that. Praise God. Bible said, I believe in one place Jesus was talking to him and he said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. But he said, they are they which do testify me. What he was really saying, when you get through searching the scribes and Pharisees, uh, uh, he said, when you get through doing all that, and when you get down to the end, it's going to be telling you about me. Praise God. It's going to be telling you about me. Praise the name of the Lord. Bible said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Praise God. What happens if you don't have that, and you don't understand that, and you don't have the instructions, and you don't have the wisdom to understand or decipher out? But the good thing is that you can go to God and ask him. Praise the name of the Lord, because he wants you to. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible said here that Jesus in this eighth chapter of the book of John was talking to the Jews that believed on him. 
And he said to them that believed on him, he said, if you continue in my word, he said, then you shall be my disciples. You shall be my disciples. That little prerequisite, that word if, ye continue in my word. What happens if you fail not to continue in my word? The end result of that is you're not going to be my disciple. And I, I listen to so many sounds out here, and I talk to a lot of different people, and I listen to them, and I, I wonder, do they search the Word of God? Are they going to church? Or are they listening to what the preacher's saying? Are they listening to the Word of God? Praise God. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In verse, verse 31, he said, listen, if you continue in my word, thank God you've got to continue in that. You're going to start today and you're going to do it tomorrow and the next day and the following day. And then Jesus said, if you do that, you're going to know the truth and the truth is going to make you free. Praise God. If you just keep on following me, you know, sometimes I think, sometimes people get the idea up here, and I can understand that because I've been on the other side of the fence, and they think if I feel God, I'm okay. If I can just feel the awesome presence of God, that I'm saved, I'm okay, I'm going to make it. But the Word of God don't say that. There's not one place in this book that said just because you feel God, you're saved. <laughs> I ain't never been able to find it. But I tell you what, it does say that you've got to have obedience. And that's what Jesus was trying to get across to these Jews. said, listen, you're, you hear me today and you believe me today, but if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciple. Thank God you'll be my disciple and you're going to know the truth. Thank God all of a sudden knowledge is going to come to you. You're going to receive understanding. You're going to know who I am. Praise the Lord. If you continue in that, thank God there's power in having faith. There's power in wisdom. There's power in instruction. There's power in understanding. Praise God. Because if you understand that, if you understand that you've got to have faith, those Jews had that, but they needed more than just that. They got it. When you understand the instructions that God laid out in the word of the Lord, and that under and receive understanding to go with that, thank God, you're, you're going to receive power. Praise God. You know, a lot of people don't know that you can't get rid of your sins without repenting. You can't get them washed away without getting in the water in the name of Jesus. Hey, God, you gotta, you got to be buried with him in baptism so you can rise in newness of life. We don't just do that just to be doing it. We don't do it just because somebody says that's what you ought to do. We do it because the Word of God says do that. Praise God. We don't worship because somebody tells us to do it. We do it because God brought us out of darkness and put us into marvelous light. Thank God. And it just comes out in us. We can't help it. Oh, hallelujah. And there's nothing more powerful than free worship that comes from your soul. Hallelujah. There's not a one of us, and there's times we walk in the house of God and, and, and we battle all the mess that's out in this world, and we fight.
fight that and we wrestle with that. Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. There's a spirit unleashed in this world today, and people wrestle with that day in and day out. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. We wrestle with that. Hallelujah. But God gave us some wisdom. He gave us instruction. He gave us understanding on how to handle that. Thank God. Bible said you can cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Oh, hallelujah. There's power, thank God, in, the, in, the, in submitting yourself to him and knowing what to do. If you know what to do, it's not hard. I don't have time to go through a lot of these scriptures today, but, but, but if people just knew what to do and they think if I just feel God, but that's not good enough. Thank God, you got to be obedient to the word of the Lord. You got to be submissive to Him. Thank God, that's why that Jesus laid it out. Thank God, I, if I had time, I, I don't know, I, I could tell you some stories that kind of blood curdling at times. Hallelujah. Maybe I ought to just tell one. You think I just ought to tell one here today? I'm going to tell you, the devil likes to push you in a corner so you won't stand out and stand up for truth. Did you know that? That's right. I, just, just here recently, I was in a business place, and the, got, several of us were sitting around in a, in, 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 a, in a place, and we were drinking coffee, and all of a sudden, this guy walked in. And I knew who he was. We, we talked every once in a while. He was standing there, and he said, listen, he said, when I was 13 years old, he said, I went to ch I stopped going to church. He said, one of the men, somebody took me to a, and I'm not going to go into any details on this, but I, he took him to a place that he shouldn't have been. Let's just put it that way. And I looked at him. I said, sounds to me like you should have stayed in church. <laughs> I said, sounds to me like that's where you should have spent he said, well, I went to church, and he said, I looked in the, he said, at church, and he started naming off names, and some of these names, I, one of these names for sure, I recognized right off the bat. He said, listen, I went to church, and those people, they were thieves, and they were liars. <laughs> and he said, he said, and I looked at him, I, you know, sometimes people see the faults of others and use that as an excuse of not obeying God themselves. You can't use somebody else's weaknesses or failures or downfallings to justify your own evil deeds. You got to be submissive to him. And I looked at him. I said, listen, I said, what you just got through saying, I said this right in front of all of them. I said, listen, what you just got through saying has destroyed a lot of people's faith uh, in faith because you lose your faith in men and it's not long until the devil, he'll rob your faith in God. I said, how do you know that? Well, the word of God said, if you can't love man whom you can see, how are you going to love God whom you've never seen? And that, that's what the devil does. He doesn't tell you that people are human and they're not God and they're not supernatural and they'll wear halos. He don't tell you that. You know, if he shows them anything, he shows them something that they've done wrong. And not a person in here hadn't done something wrong. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said different. 
My point is, is that we've got to be submissive to him. And I told that guy, I said, listen, I said, that's what destroys a lot of people's faith. But I said, what you need to do is you need to get in the book of Acts and get your experience in your life that'll transform you and turn you around. You could have heard a pin drop. <laughs> I said, all right, Lord, here we go. <laughs> but, you know, God gave us power. That's what happened in the book of Acts. That's what happened in the upper room. That's what happened in Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 19. When the Holy Ghost fell, they got power. Thank God, what keeps us in that power is being renewed in the Spirit. Constantly seeking after God. Constantly worship. Constantly. It's like Paul said in one place, gird up the loins of your mind that you may be able to prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Sometimes we just got to do that because your brain starts running wild. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that does it. Maybe my brain's the only one if I got one up there. <laughs> I had a TC, CT scan. They never told me if I had a brain or not, Pastor. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But if they said I didn't, I wouldn't believe them anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe this book. I believe this word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God we put our mind upon the Lord, and there's power in that. When Jesus was in the wilderness and the devil took him, uh, came to him in a time of temptation and said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And the Lord rebuked him. Went on down and said, the Bible said he took him to a high mountain. Said, if you just bow down here and worship me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. What he didn't realize, he, what he didn't realize, the one he was speaking to owned all of the kingdoms of the world. You don't have anything that he doesn't own. He can give it and he can take it. Thank Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He giveth and he taketh because he's God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He takes him into the temple, the sanctuary, the place where people worship. Put him up on a pinnacle. Thank God. It said, the word of God said, if you just cast down, you're cast thyself down because the word said that you're going to give your angels charge over thee. <laughs> oh, in every place, Jesus told him, said, thus it is written. Thus it is written. That's why you need to hide the word of God in your heart so when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will rise up a standard against it. That's why you need to put the word of God in your spirit, in your heart. Thank God. And when something goes wrong, your brain don't run to something out there. The word of, your brain runs to the word of God. The word of God will give you strength. Thank God the word of God will give you direction. Thank God the word of God will protect you. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank God. It was David who said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thank God I'll put the word of God in my heart I, that I, won't, I, I can please you. I can make you happy. Praise God. I, I don't think, I think anybody that's seeking after God, you want to please him. You know, at least I would think that. I can remember just as a young boy, I said, God, I want to live for you. 
I want to live for you. Praise God. And that's what you got to do. You got to live for Jesus. You don't have to worry about the pastor or anybody else. If you live for Jesus, you're going to make them happy. <laughs> I said, you're going to make them happy. You're going to make your brother and your sister and the Lord, you're going to make them happy if you just live for Jesus. Thank God. You don't have to cipher up anything. You don't have to muster up anything. Thank you. You just live for him. Thank God. Sometimes we put things off and we think, well, I'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a better day. Thank God. Tomorrow. But I want to tell you, God did not design us to take care of tomorrow. And he doesn't want us to hold on to the past. Thank God, sometimes uh, there may be things in your life that, that plague you and maybe uh, you can drag them into the present and thinking that, hey, listen, uh, I can't do this because of such and such and such that's happened in my life. But let me tell you something. Uh, you can respond to today. Thank God, you can respond today. Psalmist David said in Psalms 118.24, he said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And let us rejoice and be glad in it. You can't do anything about the past, but you can do something about it right now. You can rejoice, and you can be glad, and you can rise up, and you can obey God. You can please him. You can magnify him. You can lift him up. Thank God. You may not control that, but you control the present. If you're bound and you're lost and you're undone, you can take care of that in just five minutes at an old-fashioned altar, pouring your soul out before God. You can take care of that problem. But you got to let go of the past and give the future and let God take care of the future. If you take care of the 1%, God will take care of the 99%. <laughs> Hallelujah. I found that out by experience. I've been fighting this devil for over 50 years. I'll tell you something. There's been times he, he put me down, but he didn't keep me down. <laughs> I said, he may knock me down. He may win the battle, but he ain't going to win the war. I said, he's not going to win the war. Hey, God, you keep your hand in his hand, and you're going to win. Praise the name of the Lord. Just keep your hand in his hand. Thank God. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Did he make all the others? Sure he did. But this present today, right now, thank God, you can rejoice and be glad in it. Thank God, you can get back up. You can, you can start a new leaf. Thank God. Thank God, you, God didn't create us to, to worry about that. Let it go. That's but the awesome thing about repentance. Thank you. You can come to God and repent and fall on your face before God. Thank God. And he I love what John said over 1 John 1 and 9. I remind the devil of this every once in a while. And I said, hey, listen, old boy, you may give people problems, but I'm telling you what, thank God, that you're going to lose in the end. One angel is going to cast you into a bottomless pit where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. But John said it like this. He said, if you sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
<laughs> I don't know about you. Hallelujah. I said, I don't know about you. I like that part where over there where it said, is any sick among you, let him call for the elder of the church. Let him anoint him with all the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And then he said this. He said, if you sin, it's been, it shall be forgiven thee. Boy, you get a double hitter there. <laughs> you get healed and you get your sins remitted at the same time. You get forgiveness at the same time. Hey, like the little old woman caught in adultery and been there five times, married five times, her life was messed up, and they drag her up before Jesus. And the Bible said, Jesus just stooped down and said, they was one to stone her. He just stooped down and rode in the sand. He said, he that's without sin, let him cast his first stone. All of them took off. He looks up at her and said, where are thine accusers? She said, I don't have any. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. You don't have to live in the, under the canopy of condemnation, but you do have to surrender to Jesus. You do have to build an altar. You do have to die out to your sins. And nobody, the preacher, your daddy and your mama, your best friend, there's nobody that can do that for you but yourself. <laughs> oh, hell, I remember, do you remember the time when you poured your heart out to God and you come before him and you didn't worry about who was next to you. I see people come to the altar sometimes and I want to grab them and I want to shake them because I do not believe it's hard for, for them to find what they need from God. I believe it's so simple. The Bible said he made it so plain that a wayfaring man need not err therein. Thank God he wants you to have it. I want to shake them because, listen, they play around with God. You can't play with God. You've got to come wholeheartedly before the throne of grace and pour your soul out because, you see, I may not know the difference, but he does. <laughs> I said he does. And when he sees that, when he sees the sincerity of your heart and your spirit, the Bible said it's the Father's good pleasure to give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him. That's his will. That's his pleasure. He wants to do that. Thank God. They ought to get it while the pastor's preaching the word of God. While we're preaching, a hungry heart just starts worshiping, and the Holy Ghost is going to fall on them. If they will surrender everything right there. I've seen that happen. I've seen it happen. I'm telling you, and God's no respecter person. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13. He hadn't changed. And God, I said he hadn't changed. He's still present today. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel the awesome power of God in here. Somehow or another, the devil does not want us to hear the word of the Lord. But I tell him every so often, I said, listen, boy, this is the way it is. This is the way it's written. This, is, this, is, this word of God is forever settled in heaven. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And I read the back of the book, and he loses. I said, he loses. He's, he's, he's out of it. Oh, hallelujah. Listen. You want, to get, you want to make things right with God, you don't want to wait much longer. If I read that book 
some of the verses I read here over there in Timothy where Paul talked about in the last days, I believe it's in, in his fourth chapter and all those things that were going to happen and they're transpiring right now. There's things happening all around our world right now. I'm telling you what, there's evil, and evil's always been in the land, but it's, it's, it's snowballed. It's got bigger. It's getting more powerful. It's getting strength and boldness. You think the devil wasn't bold when he took Jesus up on that mountain and said, listen, that hill said, listen, if you just fall down here and worship me, I'll give you all this. That's, that's being bold. When he took him, said, listen, you're, you're the son of God. Turn these stones into bread. <laughs> yeah, he could have done it, but it wasn't, that wasn't his will to do that. Oh, hell, but it is the will of God to forgive you of your sin. It is the will of God to love you. Thank God. The Bible said, and we quote that scripture a lot of times in John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should come to repentance. God so loved the world. Thank God. Aren't you thankful that God gave his only begotten son? Praise God, his only begotten son. That you should not perish. That little word should is a big word in that sentence. It says that it would be foolish for you to perish for all that God has done for you. Hallelujah. But there's going to be people that are going to perish. I hate to say that, but it is. You know why I know that? Because I read the book. And the book said, Brought us away and wide is the gate that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Why? Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth to everlasting life. And this is what he said. He said, Few there be that find it. You just stop and think about it. If God saved everybody that's on the earth today, that would just be a few. You just let your mind dream or think about all of those who have been born since Adam. All right, you know, but there's going to be, the Bible said that John saw them, and it's like the, like the sand of the sea. Hey, God, God's going to have him a church. I said, God is going to have him a church. And Paul told the Ephesians, he said, listen, if you want to protect yourself, he said, you put on the whole armor of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. Thank God. Why? Because you want to protect the wisdom that God gives you. You want to protect the instruction. You want to protect the knowledge. Listen, there's a world out here in the media that's trying to attack people's uh, thinking. They're trying to work on their minds. Thank God. They're trying to make good sound evil. They're trying to, to turn them and move them. Thank God. But I want to tell you something. Bible-believing Christians are not going to fall for that. Thank God. They're not going to fall for that. And, and Paul said, put on the whole armor of God. You can't afford to do without it. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel peace. He said, take hold above all. He said, get a hold of the shield of faith which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Read it there in the sixth chapter of the book of Ephesians. He said, you get a hold of that. He said, you hold fast to that. You get a hold of the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. <laughs> this Word of God, he said, listen, when the devil comes in like a flood, just let the Word of God rise up a standard against it. The devil says you can't be forgiven. 
And God just say, listen, the Lord said if, if I would repent, he would forgive me. Thank God if I would worship him, he'll give me the Holy Ghost. Thank God he'll make me, put me upon a rock. He'll make me steadfast. Glory to God. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Thank God. Receive instruction. Thank God. Don't wait. Thank God. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for knowledge. Thank God. Hallelujah. Ask God for knowledge. The Bible said that in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Forever. Hallelujah. Hold on to the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, sometimes you've got to go almost to the brink of disaster to have a miracle. I remember... One time, and I'm going to tell this in closing. I don't know if I should, but it's everything I'm going to tell you is the absolute truth. I walked in to a hospital in Centralia over here. Lady and her husband, her husband was dying with cancer. <laughs> dying with cancer. And Doc didn't give him very long to live. And the old boy said, I want to get baptized. I want to get baptized. And the doc said, well, he said, if you do get baptized, you may not make it because of the chemical change. And he said, I still want to get baptized. I was in the room. Catholic sister was in there. A Baptist preacher was in there. And a Pentecost preacher was in there. <laughs> if you can imagine all that. They took us to this little old room and set us down on this round table with the Catholic sister, the, the wife to the man that was dying, the Baptist preacher, and a Pentecost preacher. <laughs> I tell you what, you could have heard a pin drop. They started talking about baptism because this guy's going to die. If God don't heal him, he's going to die. But this guy wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name. Why? Because he believed that that's what he needed to do. His wife sat at that table in front of that Catholic sister and that Baptist minister and said, listen, if he can't be baptized in Jesus' name, I don't care if he's baptized at all. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just as quiet, Brother Hicks. I wouldn't say anything. Because why? Because I'm going to be the one baptizing <laughs> I knew how I was going to baptize him. I was going to take him down in the name of Jesus and bring him up. <laughs> I wasn't worried about what they said. The Baptist minister spoke up and said, listen, said, I don't believe he has to be baptized. The Catholic sister speaks up and said, I believe he needs to be baptized. And I speak up and said, I believe it's essential. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you, man, you could have been there. And the mama, the wife spoke up and said, well, if he can't be baptized in Jesus' name, I don't care if he gets baptized. We got up and walked out of that room as we stepped out in that hallway. That Baptist minister looked over me and said, I just want to say something in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't believe he has to be baptized. I said, well, Mark 16, 16 said, he that believeth and is baptized shall 
be saved. And you can argue with that all you want. But he that believeth not shall be damned. That, I don't know what that word in your mind means, but that to me that sounds like they're going to be condemned. And I said, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to baptize him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason I am is because they baptize that way, every apostle in the Bible. I was telling this preacher that. I said, they baptized that way in Acts 2.38, Acts 8.16, Acts 10.48, and Acts 19.5, and that's the way I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to stay with the word. Oh, hallelujah. We took him downstairs, had a big old tank, got him in that tank, baptized him in Jesus' name, come up out of that water, and five minutes later, he died. <laughs> right there in the hospital. What I'm trying to tell you is you don't want to wait till tomorrow. You don't want to put off till tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Right now, you don't have no guarantee. I have no guarantee I'll make it through this day. I don't have any guarantee. In fact, every day that goes by, my days are getting shorter if I go by years. <laughs> I try to slow it down, but it don't seem to help. But I tell you what I do have, I got hope in him. And if I go today or tomorrow, it don't make no difference to me. Thank God. I said it don't make no difference. If, you, if you've been washed in the blood, if you've been buried with him in baptism, and you can rise in newness of life, thank God if you've had the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead that dwells in you, the scripture said that same spirit is going to quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Now listen to me. He didn't say on you. <laughs> he said in you. There's a big difference. Before I got into Pentecost, I felt the Spirit of God, and it was on me, and I, it scared me to death. <laughs> oh, I said it scared me to death, and it scares a lot of people. And some people get caught up in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's God. God, God wants, he, his spirit wants to draw people to him. But the only way you can have salvation is through faith and obedience to his word and submit yourself to the, to the word of God. Hallelujah. Well, I hope some, I've said something here today that might help somebody. Because I'm going to tell you something. I've been on the other side of that, and I understand there's a lot of good people in this world that love God in the life that they're walking in, but that's not good enough. The Bible says you don't, you're not saved just because, just because you feel God. Jesus said it pretty plain over there in John when he said, except, there's that word again, except a man be born again of water and of spirit. He cannot see, neither can he enter into the kingdom of God. And that's why Paul come along and said, listen, you've got to have that same spirit dwelling in you, and it's going to quicken your mortal bodies. It's going to be what brings you out of the grave. If you die before Jesus comes, thank God, that spirit is going to, like a magnet. That's the only way I know how to describe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Had a niece.
little boy texted me and said, listen. We've been praying every morning before I drop him off at school. And uh, she said, we've been praying over you and, and, and we, you're, we, you're, we've covered you with prayer for the last two weeks. And I sent her back a scripture and I said, listen, the word of God says, suffer not little children to come unto, me, come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. Don't, don't underestimate God. Just because people feel God, don't get wrapped. It's okay to get wrapped up. It's okay to rejoice. And, and, and anything you feel from God is real. But the question is, does it line up to the blueprint? Does it line up to the roadmap? Is it going to get you from point A to point B? When you stand before God, is it going to make you acceptable in his sight? Praise the name of the Lord. Pastor, praise God. Let's stand together. I wonder if we couldn't just lift up our hands right now and thank him for truth. Thank him for the word of God that God opened up your mind and your heart and your spirit and showed you something that, that you know is real. Not because somebody told you, but because you experienced it. Glory to the name of the Lord. Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. Calvary Church is located at 406 North 44th Street in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Service times are Sunday school at 1 p.m. every Sunday, except the last Sunday of each month, and worship service at 2 p.m. Also, we have an all-church service at 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Calvary Church is affiliated with the United Pentecostal Church International. Thank you, and have a blessed day.